Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi, faculty at the University of San Francisco. Our show is in a partnership with the CAP Center, UCSB. And I'm today here today with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College. And I'll throw it over to our guest host, I guess would be the term for today, Sarah Mosliner. Hi, guys. I'm excited to be with you. So, yes, I'm Sarah Mosliner. I'm a lecturer in the Department of Philosophy and Religion at Central Michigan University. Sarah's here. This is a first. We've never, uh, to my memory, Dan, I don't think we've ever had three of us do the weekly roundup. I know we've had guests um, on the weekly roundup, like Dan, you've, you've hosted with Blake Chastain and some other, and I've done that too, but it's the first time we've had three folks, so it's exciting. It might be a little clunky because we're not used to like having three people uh, share the, the the mic space. But um, one of the things that we're doing, we're more than excited about, is uh, a new Straight White American Jesus seminar with Sarah as our professor, and that is in May, every Thursday in May. All the details are at straightwhiteamericanjesus.com. You can sign up now. You can see all of the info. And basically, it is a an amazing class on very light topics. Am I right, Sarah? Purity, culture, race, and embodiment. So quickly, would you just tell us what, you know, what are some of the takeaways you feel like folks will get from the seminar in May? Yeah, so my hope is to really encourage people to think, to develop an intersectional lens when thinking about purity culture, which, you know, as as I'm sure you're aware, I've been paying attention to these conversations on social media, in academia for a very long time. And what I've noticed is that they often privilege the voices of white women. And and so I've been asking why that is and what and what that means. And I've I've come to realize, especially reading the work of Monique Moultrie, of Kara Street, both black women writing about black purity culture, that that the purity culture I study is a distinctly white purity culture. And so I designed this. So I designed this seminar as a way for us to think purity and race together. Yeah. So many of the conversations I see happening are just not doing that. And they're focusing on white women's well-being, sexual health and mental health. And, and while certainly those are needs that other women have, they are not the full story. So this is, you know, this is an attempt to kind of shift our conversations about purity culture further in that direction. And of course, we've had people, you know, writing in this vein. But since white women still dominate the conversation, I want to uh, try and make this intervention. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I think one of the things that that really catches me is that the very first week you're talking about the racist origins of purity culture. And so, you know, regardless of who you are, you'll have a chance to see how purity culture was really developed out of a racist framework, which may be incredibly surprising to, to somebody who who lived through it. So on that note, we're going to talk about some, some things today, I think, that just sort of touch on 
the main uh, foundations of your seminar and are really um, are really kind of in the news. I, I'll sh I, I will say to to put it lightly. So let's jump in. We're going to talk today up first about the the Senate hearings for President Biden's nominee for the Supreme Court, who is Ketanji Brown Jackson. We've seen a lot of grandstanding from Republican senators, and I'm sure if you've watched any news this week, you've seen Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham or or Tom Cotton or someone else um, just asking Marsha Blackburn, asking questions that that might seem a little bit like, what is going on here? Like, why are they asking these things? How does this have to do with anything? Pornography, sex abuse when it comes to minors, sentencing lengths, so on. You know, we'll get to this. Marsha Blackburn asked, can you define a woman? So, you know, what's happening here? And, and we want to kind of provide a decoder ring that also clues folks into how everything you just talked about, Sarah, purity, race, embodiment is, is part of all those discussions. So let's start with something that is, is obviously part of the seminar, but is, has been part of the hearings, and that is race. Black woman to be nominated. I think everyone knows that by now. And Senator Cruz went ahead and asked her about critical race theory. And, you know, it might sound more just like GOP hysteria about CRT, but I'll just start with you, Sarah, and then you know, we can go from there. What What's behind Cruz's like thing about uh, critical race theory? Yes. And the phrase racist baby is going to forever be circling. Yeah. He asked, my he asked her, can babies be racist, right? Can so, babies be racist? Yeah. Yes. Right. So as I, as I know you've discussed before, right, this, when Republicans talk about CRT, they're talking about it as a false flag. And that is they are they're not really talking about what critical race theory is, which Brown Jackson knew enough about to say this is something that you learn about in law school. What Cruz is doing is is trying to assert that colorblind racism is the is the correct way to think about race or the co what colorblindness. And of course, he he actually went on to critique the critique of colorblind racism. And, but this idea that you don't talk about race, right? This is the first rule of colorblind racism. And so when he's going through all of the books that he claims to have found at her, at her school, at the school that she's on the board of, he is, you know, sort of responding with outrage because these are books that get young children to think about race and racism. And that is, that is really the concern. The concern isn't, the concern isn't about critical race theory based on what it actually is, but using, but using children and parents' fears of, of, of not having control over what they're children learn right and the we you know we heard a lot of language about parental rights especially from Marsha Blackburn and this is directly related to critical race theory and so but it's interesting to me to see how you know Cruz and others are really weaponizing you know colorblind racism and post-racialism as a way to sort of really reverse you know who is being targeted who is being challenged by racism and as a as a way to say like oh look at the white children who are being told that 
they are racist. And so she had to say, I do not support any school that makes any child feel bad about who they are. And I think that was that was the goal there. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. Mm-hmm.